0: To a new week here on Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the MyTalk app. Lori and Julia both in studio today. No man, we get we were home for what, like an hour,
1: Holly, on Friday. No, I hadn't even gone home yet. You (laughs) hadn't. You called me. I saw. I missed two calls at six six, oh four.
0: Yeah. Ruth Bader
1: Ginsburg passed away. Oh
0: my gosh! It was just like uh, I really, I just cried. I absolutely cried. I, I guess I really. Didn't realize how fond I was of her. Well, right. You know, like what an icon
1: she's become. And then, uh, you know. How she kept coming back, though. She'd go in the hospital for a day or two, and then she'd pop back up. Right. You know, she seemed so resilient, yet so not.
0: But at the time that she was really, um, you know, when she graduated from Harvard Law School, 500 people, nine women out of the class. And she's number one, and she can't get a job, and she decides to become... A lawyer and practice uh, civil rights laws it pertains to, you know. Um,
1: she was a trailblazer. everything yeah.
0: that she did, you know, yeah. and arguing in front of the Supreme Court how many times, and just because that was, she was doing all that as we were just like you know either high school or you know through our you know because. We grew up with her. We grew up with her. I we guess grew up that's with her, being, her. An,
1: being an amazing person.
0: Amazing person. Yeah. And um, Nina Totenberg, who was friends with her for over 30 years from NPR, she she sent this out on, um, I guess, Friday night. She said, writes, a Jewish teaching says those who die just before the Jewish New Year are the ones God has held back into the last moment because they were needed most and were the most righteous and so it was that rbg died as the sun was setting last night marking the beginning of rosh hashanah yeah which was really amazing and of
1: course did you see rbg the oh yeah. documentary and did you see on the basis of sex i didn't see the, the, either did the movie but i saw rbg and i mean you can't
0: if you I didn't, didn't have a crush either. on her before yeah. you would after seeing that documentary
1: Yeah, and that's on Hulu. You can rent it or watch it. And then on the basis of sex, which was a Showtime movie, um, that's available on Amazon for purchase if you wanted to see that, too. Yeah. Just to let people know you
2: can see um, those.
0: Of course, anyone, I don't know what age, you know, like media companies and newspapers decide to have stuff ready to go if when somebody dies. But I think... You know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg went back in the hospital in July, we were all sending her bubble wrap, you know, like, how can we protect you and, you know, keep you going through the election? But, um, you know, when, uh, so they all had, everybody had stuff. I mean, all the morning shows on Saturday. So they, I don't know what age, but maybe when somebody, they just got things ready to go. But I thought one of the really more personal poignant ones was, Uh, Rita Braver for CBS Sunday Morning, who's covered Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, going back into, um, I think, when she was nominated to be on the Supreme Court. So this is her personal remembrances of Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
2: She came up to my shoulder, but I always knew that I was in the presence of a giant. I met Justice Ginsburg before she was appointed to the Supreme Court. A friend wanted to bring her to dinner, and I was thrilled— She was a legend even then because of her past work as a lawyer fighting for women's rights. A few years later, I was reporting on her appointment to the Supreme Court. Ginsburg became a leader of the Supreme Court's liberal wing, yet her best friend was a leading conservative, Justice Antonin Scalia. As one of her former law clerks said, he made her laugh. I knew she was special. But did I expect to see her become notorious RBG, her face on t-shirts and coffee mugs? No. My first inkling was in the late 90s, when she came to a party for my daughter and all the girls swarmed around Justice Ginsburg like she was Madonna. But the truth is, Justice Ginsburg was more inspirational than any rock star. She had heart and determination. She cared about what happened to people and the world began to notice. So we cheered her workouts, we were awed at how she would go get cancer treatments and return to the office. But most of all, we were moved by the power of her convictions and her words.
0: I would like to see an equal rights amendment in our constitution.
2: She never forgot the discrimination she faced as a young lawyer. In a case involving equal pay for women, Justice Ginsburg was on the losing side. In her powerful dissent, she said, the ball is in Congress's court. A couple of years later, Congress passed a law to fix the problem. Just one of the many ways that Ruth Bader Ginsburg's legacy will live on. One of the many reasons she deserves our admiration. Aww, so I just
0: said that, mm-hmm. that was so lovely. And she is going to lie in repose at the Supreme Court on Wednesday and Thursday mm-hmm. this week. And also... You know, she actively sought to protect and defend men as well. Absolutely. In 1975, in a landmark gender discrimination, Weinberger versus Weinsfeld, she helped a male widower earn access to his wife's Social Security benefits, reversing a law that gave women access to their husbands benefits, but not the other way around because the assumption was, well, women always made less. And right. she didn't want to prove, she thought, no, it should be the other way. She also fought for men to be free from discrimination so vehemently in 1976. She defended a frat boy's God-given right to drink beer because in a case called Craig versus Boren, there was a statute in Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. that boys could not buy beer uh, before they were 21, but girls could or something like that, because women were the more responsible drinkers. Oh, got it. So she argued on the basis of sex, you can't say that one sex is more responsible when it comes to drinking than the other. And she uh, argued and she won that case. And Oklahoma had to change. So she always felt that any gender-based discrimination what, hurt exactly, anybody. Exactly, exactly.
1: Re- Women, minorities, that. underserved communities, men, yes, anything. If it, if it was that. So, right. Anyway, Five just, times. I know it. Hurt. You know, she, pancreatic cancer, she had a real... And her workouts. Well, her, I think she had nice- a few different kinds. She
0: had yeah. lung cancer, and
1: Hollywood. You know what do
0: you, no, what do you I think it spread
1: to her liver? I think yeah. you know, but but boy, she you'd see the because CBS has profiled her quite a bit, yeah. you know, and you'd see her working out, lifting the weights. I mean, she's half of my size. Yeah, you know, she was just a tiny little thing, but just always going to work. She would time. I think she said Sandra, um, who was the woman, Sandra Day O'Connor, yeah, told her about cancer get your chemo treatments on Friday so you can heal over the weekend and be back to work on Monday yeah I mean what a work ethic yeah no so kidding. anyway we lost a we lost a hero and an icon
0: and 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 the administration has a case in front of the Supreme Court trying to overturn the Affordable Care Act which protects pre-existing condition and having mm-hmm. your kids be on your health care till 26 so I mean it's a dire yeah. uh, situation because something that and most americans go oh yeah i do like the idea of yeah. having an insurance there hasn't been anything else presented so they're trying to take away something without something yeah. in place so it's it's also upsetting about the timing, know, the timing of this yeah. and everything so we'll We'll see what happens. I'm sure there's going to be a big, but, huge fight.
1: But like you said, you know that documentary R B G mm. was is supposed to be phenomenal. Two of those, they it both came good. out in 2018. Both Holly and I. And saw then on RBG. the basis of sex is supposed to be really good too. And if people want to learn more, I mean, I just, I just kind of fell in love with her through the many, the things we always would see her profiled. I mean, and what she's
0: done. Yeah. So. Holly, you got anything to add about our RBG you were just as sad as oh, everybody else yeah. right yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was it was yeah, sad it, it really was. was all right listen we come back of course we have got to talk about the emmys they came back last night uh the ratings down by a million viewers Didn't. uh we'll be right back let's talk emmys
1: so um you yeah. kind of us also- it kind of went off. I thought I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, I did too. I
0: was just happy to like be tweeting and interacting and look.
1: I mean, poor E, poor E. there that was worthless. That was well. I texted you because I got this shocking news: Joanna oh. Ransack tested positive for COVID, and Vivica Fox. Fox. She was
0: going to. Do, I don't know what they would have done. They had a few people who were nice enough to do Zooms from home, but. It was a placeholder. He, he, it never fails to amaze me how they have all this footage that they could do something yeah. with, that they could do a fashion thing. I mean, it, and Brad Goreski asked every single person, are you excited to be, uh, like he talked to the Rachel Brosnahan for Mrs. Maisel, and, and he, he, the few Tony Shalhoub, you know, are you excited, you know, to be at home and not have to be at the Emmys? And but, they were... I mean, what that's a no win question because, oh, yeah, we're so thrilled there's a pandemic and we're just thrilled to be at home. And Tony Shaloub was like, I fast forwarded so fast. It was, there was nothing. It was worthless. It was absolutely worthless. And that was fine, you know, uh, for E, I guess, to waste two hours on that. But they could have done so, so much. much more if somebody would put on some a of the good footage. hat. Yeah.
1: They, they didn't. They tried to make it work like it, like, was like it was normal a regular year. year without having any bodies. Right. It was really <laughs> weird. Let's talk fashion through the flat screen with men. Yeah, right. Oh, compelling, <laughs> compelling. So I just fast forward and I was like, great, I don't have to watch yeah. that. Well, I, I, we did post, or Holly
0: posted, you know, some of the best moments of the Emmys last night because they they were down in ratings. Quite a bit, but they that show has gone down every year. Yeah, I know. Um basically Roger Friedman said the Emmys is have become the cable ace awards mm. because the shows they honor are not on broadcast TV. <laughs> That's the problem. So the Emmys audience is more in line with the cable yes. TV uh ratings right. and audience. And so the whole first hour being devoted to Poop's Creek. We love that show. We could call it Sweeps Creek uh, Mm -hmm. now. And now we know why Moira Rose. Remember, you you haven't watched it. I've watched some. It's such a funny show. I think maybe in the third season, when someone's like doing a thing on Moira's life, or you know, little this guy comes in. She's a character in Poop's Creek. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and she's played by Catherine O'Hara. And she's asked what Moira, what is your favorite season? And she pauses. I mean, this happened like three seasons ago. And she said, award season.
1: (laughs) I love that.
0: And uh, so anyway, but it's a show. I had a couple different people go, I've never heard of this show. They've not got, because even Netflix doesn't promote Poops Creek. Even though it was one of the top streaming shows in the sixth and final season, which aired on Pop TV this spring, hasn't gotten to Netflix yet. And yeah, Pop they had TV a really, is the old
1: TV guide. Exactly. They, right. Which is a hard channel for people to find. They had on average
0: like 400,000 people. So it's good that that had an audience. If it had been on network TV, that show wouldn't have made it past the first season. Well, they wouldn't have let it. Because no. the ratings were so long.
1: Exactly what you're saying, yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, so uh, the Emmy, I mean, there was a big football game on. I know all my Washington family were like, hell no, we're taping the Emmys. We got to watch the Seahawks exactly. beat the...
1: Did they beat Patriots?
0: them? Yeah, well, I guess it was a really exciting game and oh, blah, blah, blah. As
1: opposed to the day game here. Yeah. We can't even... Casey I, is I, not watching it and I, he's the saddest person I know. I told oh. him, I thought, no, he, he, I called him and he's like, I said I'll come over during halftime because I needed him to help me with something. He goes, I'm,
0: I'm not, not watching. watching the game. No. I'm
1: boycotting. Yes. We have three more years of these horrible people I'm boycotting and I'm just like, <laughs> You are something. You go all in. You can change your mind. You know, I'm not. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But back to like Back even, to the Emmys. Cause what I thought, okay, so we didn't know how this is really our first major award showed in in, yes. in the new way of yes. doing that Zoom. The in. Pandemies, yeah. as Kimmel called it, which but, I thought was funny. He had some really good lines,
0: I thought. How how did you feel about the the um panning to previous years? I thought that was years? funny. Did you like that? I thought that how was did, funny. What did you think? Doing the Show? Showing yeah. the people laughing?
1: I thought oh, it was pretty. I didn't mind it. No, no. I was wondering when the punchline was going to eventually happen. Or for them to say, this, you know, this really isn't happening in live TV, but he didn't get there. He really didn't get there until line. the Jason yeah. Bateman and yeah. the
0: cutouts. But I kind of, yeah, I, I didn't liked mind it. I either. liked seeing the people. Yeah. And they used stuff from, there was no rhyme or reason. They used stuff from 2015, 2018, 2019 Emmys. And um, if you remember last year, the Emmys were hostless. And the people who stole the show last year at the Emmys were Eugene and Dan Levy, uh, Levy from Poops Creek who did kind of a couple of funny different... Um, yeah, they were kind of like this, the quasi-hosts,
1: if you will. Kind of, yeah, you they know. were
0: really good. I did like uh, that they had the regular
1: people, um, you know, the truck driver, the rancher. So the, all of, for people who didn't watch, so all of, a lot of the awards of were the giving awards. about by um, first responders or by people who deliver your packages yeah. Or by people who take care of you. You know, I thought that was good. And then did you groan when for, uh, Jennifer Aniston was the first one coming no, out? No,
0: I was. Uh, no, good thing she did, because Kimmel almost set the Staples Center on yeah, fire. Yeah, he did. I thought that
1: was funny. Yeah. Even though it was a little tone deaf, because they were trying to um, make sure that there weren't any um, germs yeah. on the first envelope for the winning thing, and they set it on fire. Right. And then, and then the fire didn't start, go out. Right.
0: I and thought, Jennifer Aniston had the composure not to say a
1: bad word. Yes, she goes, "Oh shoot!" And then she just calmly took that thing, but it was roaring up. They had a big fire in the wastebasket. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but I, I guess, I think Kimmel did a nice job. I think, I, I think they did the best with what they had. And yeah. the part that didn't, that I kind of did find a little endearing, was when. They were giving awards besides to Poops Creek, but that was fun. That yeah, was fun I watching was all those guys totally fun. I loved their party tent in the Do backyard. You know,
0: Toronto is going to light up the Toronto sign like gold in honor of those guys tonight. I mean, they were so. I mean, they did. Uh, they made a lot of history. Yeah, uh, last night Poops Creek did, and they
1: were all in Canada, most of them, and so I thought that was all of them for yeah. the cast. I were. thought that was so. I thought it was fun, but I loved how. You know, in some situations, we were really in the homes of people, and it was kind was of endearing. It, I yeah,
0: thought. did you find it awkward when sometimes they would show the people like Amy P- Palladino and her husband? They just look like, Ugh. but
1: behind them, they had yeah, the I om- know, homage to Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, I did, I do, I did like that. Part I thought of it. they had a hundred and forty-four different yeah. cameras out. Yeah, we talked about
0: all of oh, that set up on, on, oh, um, on uh I forgot to listen when I was sick. And yeah. Dead. I and... know. No, that we talked to Neil Justin about what kind of a oh. feed it was. And I did think it was funny the hazmat uh, tuxedo suits. I did delivering too. the Emmys. But when we come back, let's just talk about some other uh show stuff. We did post there wasn't the fashions, a lot of fashion. But there were some
1: good ones, I thought. But there,
0: there were a few. There were a few things. Of course, best dress, hands down, no problem, Zendaya. Zendaya. No. And that I Armani am... purvey. Mm-hmm. She, she wore won. two looks, but the one she won in, amazing. All right, listen, we'll be back with some more Emmys. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. So a lot of history was made last night at the Emmys when Zendaya uh, won for Lee in a drama She became the youngest person to win an Emmy. She took that crown from Jodie Comer, who got, uh, who locked into that last year when she became the youngest.
1: The youngest to win a drama. The drama in a
0: lead actor. She's 24 years old and HBO took home 30 Emmys. They took home the most Emmys of any network. And um, um, so Rue became the second black woman to win best lead actress in a drama Because it was only five years ago that Viola Davis won for How to Get Away with Murder. And um, uh, she's also uh, the second actress to win for HBO. No one has won on, and think of how many great shows HBO has had, but no one has won lead actress in a drama since Edie Falco won three years in a row for Sopranos. Really? So it's been a long time because HBO didn't win stuff for Game of Thrones and that. Mm-mm. that way so it was it's really uh, i i was so delighted and just happy for her she was because so... i did not expect that she was going to win she was really going up against
1: aniston and Lor linney and i, I looked at a lot of favorites dot derby.com which is uh, an award show yeah, predictor yeah, yeah. site and didn't it, they have more, aniston no linney? she was going down lately she's oh. been going down for two weeks so I that's because she was so thirsty. I kind of had peeked at <laughs> that, know. but but best drama was Succession, yeah, which I love. Great, the second season so much better than the first. Mm-hmm. But that was fun when that guy won won from Succession. Yeah, um, and then
0: Watchmen when Regina won, she was so thrilled. She had the best statement outfit on. She looked amazing, amazing. Yep. She gave a great speech. I thought Mark Ruffalo was genuinely surprised uh, for winning for the. Um, Playing the twin brothers and whatever I that is I never HBO. saw that it was called... um never watched it either. Either did I. It, I, it was, sounded too depressing and it was
1: all happening. I know this much is true. Yes. It sounded too depressing to well, watch. Well, we read yeah. the book, yes. the Wally Lamb book, yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of... Wally Lamb
0: is like the male version of Jodi Picoult. He, yes. he will write about something that's hard and sad that's really good, but you got to be in the mood for it. But he was... He gave a great uh, speech. And then, you yeah, know, when my... Poop, Poops Creek with winning everything. So, Eugene and Dan Levy, they're the first father-son to win in the same year. Dan is the first person to win a supporting, uh, directing, and writing role. He won D- four. Dan is the first person in Emmy history to win four Emmys in yes. major categories. And the show going five for five in its category matches All in the Family, which... Went five for five in nineteen seventy eight. Wow! And they're the fourth show to win the four acting awards. So, who were
1: the other ones besides All in the Family?
0: Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Okay, did it in that show. Did it in sixty four and sixty six. All in the Family did it in nineteen seventy two and seventy eight. The four, okay. and then Thirty Rock
1: in two thousand and eight. Okay. So, so you know, the marvelous Ms. Mazel had won eight Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, In 2017, 18, I think. And then um, No One Has Won Nine, like Poop's creeped. This is a first. That's amazing. So this is a show everyone can watch on Netflix. Yes, Um, you
0: won't be able to see the last season, but I'm sure it's coming. And I think Netflix will now start promoting that they have it. Right, right. Because it really is a show that will lift your spirit and your heart and everything. It's so warm and wonderful and funny. It's
1: quirky. It starts out a little slow.
0: Because I I haven't made
1: it through the whole year. Yeah, Julia, get going. I know. Well, I've had other things to do. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I really found really charming last night. Billy cried up winning. Yeah, he was. He (laughs) couldn't have been more giddy, and he even blushed. He was so excited for winning, and he was so good in that role in the morning show. He won um, best supporting actor in a drama series. I loved him winning. I thought it was really charming and cute and sweet. And yeah, I loved it. And his
0: part, he does, he really does play like a psycho. How would you describe him, Holly? His network personality. He's delightfully sociopathic
1: and smart at the same time. And all (laughs) about the win and will lie to your face just to get the win. He's so good at that character, but it was just... He's, I was,
0: the, he's the first... Uh, uh, he brought home um, an award, the first one to Apple, Apple Plus. TV.
1: yes. I thought he was... I loved his speech. Yep. Julia Gardner. Darn. Um, with Ozark, sitting there with her husband, so delighted to win. And I know how much... You, I quit Ozark the second year because oh. I was too stressed out by what sure, happens. Yeah. But everyone loves she her. He
0: is... F- so great as Falmo Mouth Ruth. Do you watch that? I don't. You don't? Every, no.
1: But other people love her, it's, Holly, and
0: say that She won two years in a row, and there's uh-huh. only been two actresses that have won. Nancy Marchand won for playing James Gandolfini's mom in The Sopranos. She won four times. Oh, okay. And then Ellen Corby... Is that from Dallas? Oh
1: my gosh. She was yes, I know who she is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. For uh
0: best supporting. So Julia she and then um um yeah, thought, The Watchman made Emmy History. Yes. It was the first program based on a comic book to win the significant, you know, award for a
1: series.
0: And then, last... Aduba,
1: I thought oh. she couldn't have been cuter. So she won for best supporting actress for a limited series, which is Mrs. America, which you guys both loved on FX. She played
0: Shirley Chisholm, a woman people should know more about. Yes,
1: She was, was delightful. Yeah. She was so delightful. Mommy, she gets off and she's like, mommy, yeah. come on, can I? it was, I was glad that I show. I kind of liked it out. how they had these personal moments at home. Like, the guy from um, Succession, Jeremy Strong, when he went, he just had to kiss his wife because she was so excited. She goes, I have to kiss you first. Right. And, so and these Mark person-
0: Ruffalo's wife was the same yes. way, all bouncing up and down.
1: It was, yeah. I thought those were really sweet moments that you don't experience in right. an awards normal setting. So yeah. I thought that was really sweet. I felt
0: bad though when they panned to Jason Bate, Bateman and the he guy was went with for his daughter. Watchmen and he's sitting there with his daughter and he's like, oh God, he went to the Staples Center He's, uh, you know, over He's at the He's a good egg, though. You know he, he, is. he is.
1: And he'd want everyone else to win. Because remember how delighted we were with him? He he was so delightful when when he won for Ozark when we were at the SEG Awards yes. in the green room. He couldn't have been more charming and delightful.
0: And we called him by the right name.
1: So we, we didn't did. Have to and deal he with liked that. us even,
0: even more. And then last, how about John Oliver in his, in oh. his very fitting hoodie? Did you see how slim yeah. cut that was? So that's its fifth consecutive okay. uh, Emmy for variety talk series. And David Letterman did a taped presentation and he, his show um, also had won five, but the longest streak is the 10 in a row that the daily show with Jon Stewart. Right.
1: I see. I feel like this, like I have a bone to pick with this one. If I was this anyone category. else in this category, mm-hmm. because he does a program that's on one once hour, a once a week and say half hour, half. Yeah. It isn't even, I, you're right. It's a half hour. It's a half hour. He's got so many people working on it versus like who he was up against, Jimmy Kimmel, five nights a week. Right. You know, right. Um, whoever else in the category, five nights a week. I feel like it's a cheating category and he's always going to win. Yeah. Because when you have a million people working on it and you just have one <laughs> hour to create content in, Yeah. you know, you're going to win. I, see, I, so I always you. feel like that one's kind of cheaty, cheaty. I hear um, you. RuPaul... Was so delightful when he won for Best um, Reality Competition about Program. about Regina King?
0: That, that's like her fourth Emmy in six years. All very different roles.
1: She's amazing.
0: She is amazing. Yeah, She's I'm, been acting for such a long time. Yeah.
1: And Eugene Levy and Katherine O'Hara winning. I mean, those guys have been around forever. Well, they both won writing Emmys
0: way, like, 30 years ago. But, I mean, this just Their had to chemistry be... chemistry has always been phenomenal. I mean their reaction people who watched the show were really happy but there there are people who are blaming Sweeps Creek for because they did all comedy and that swept it that people Turned it off because no one knew who these people were. Sure, okay. But I thought, well, the football game, Lovecraft Country was on. A very exciting episode of Love Island was on. You know, we're coming to the end.
1: Um, Season 3 episode, like 900 of The Heart of Dixie was on. Okay, let me just tell you. Did you binge that while you were... Okay, first of all, I did Julie and the Phantoms. I was home... I've been sick since Wednesday night. Yeah, we're not gonna hear but you Julie complain and the Phantom. No, I'm not. This, okay? Julie and the Phantoms. I haven't binged things in a long time. Yeah. Julie and Phantoms, amazing. Isn't that amazing? Nine I episodes. You. you have to watch it. I high school musical meets 2020. Yes. There's nothing better than that. What do you mean 2020? Just the year 2020. Oh, or got 20, it. 2019, because okay. that's a happier year. Okay, yeah. That's thank how you. I you know, just mm-hmm. an updated. I loved, loved, loved that show, Lauren. It made me feel like how I felt like the first year we watched Glee when it was so joyful and mm-hmm. everything, you were so in awe of the talent and everything yeah. that was happening. You're right. Yeah. And then The Heart of Dixie. Oh, gosh. But so <laughs> you, we talked about... From the CW, Holly. Okay. This
0: is a CW show with, okay. what's
1: your name, Rachel Bilson. Yeah, but that was canceled in
0: like 2015, right? I so you're watching reruns of this. No, I'm watching like, it on Netflix. Yeah, so okay. People are All right. watching
1: programs that yep. used to be on TV. Right. Yep. <laughs> and so, so I'm not watching reruns. I'm watching it on Netflix. Okay. It Good. was first run for me, but I'm thinking of the difference between... Julie and the Phantoms has nine half hour episodes. Mm -hmm. Hard to be on network, they have twenty-two to twenty-three episodes of content they have to do a year. Yeah. Wow. I know. We're looking at you, Riverdale, and Katie Keene and Yeah. Yeah. This is us. And some Mm -hmm. of the that's no wonder why some of these shows on cable are just that much better. You don't have the network shows, I feel like the season should be mixed up. I just thought of that. I mean, it's just different. They have to put a lot of work.
0: Yeah. You're I just,
1: confusing a lot of tomatoes I, and apples and oranges. But I'm just oranges. saying, it was, that show, you can read a book at the same time. Okay. I love it.
0: Just <laughs> to go back to Emmys in a second, or just for a second, the In Memoriam was one of the most beautiful because they had her at the piano doing nothing compares to you. By Prince. I mean, and then she took up the guitar. It was so beautiful. It was Beautiful. Beautiful. And they ended it with Chadwick Boseman in his own words. But, of course...
1: Everyone's always left out someone.
0: Well, they left out three big ones. All right, tell you? me who they left out. All right. So, um, well, they left out Nick Cadero, Cadero the Broadway star who died. Yes. And he had all kinds of credits on Blue Bloods and Law okay. and Order. And, you know, he was the face. I mean, for a lot of people, he was COVID. like the, of COVID because he yeah. had such a battle. So people were a little upset about that. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was excluded from the Emmys. He did win an Oscar in 2018. He did produce TV shows and he did play at the Staples Center, which is where the show was being broadcast yeah. from and was on TV a lot. People were really uh, upset about that. And okay. then they also left out um Saturday Night Live music producer Hal Wilner who was the music producer on SNL For basically years. since 81. Right. And um, one one Emmys, and he was a TV music guy, and that was the other big one that people were just like, "Come on, you Emmy people!" There's
1: always this happens with all shows. Yeah, Yeah, there's
0: always some. But but those those ones were the people
1: were just like
0: really mad, and there's not a lot of fashion. But uh, Holly did post. A little bit and i'm glad tracy ellis ross was able to contain her golden bubbly boobs holy doledo mm. did you see that oh, yes. yes it was just the boobs and,
1: and the high, high uh, like yeah. i love her fashion I do too. she is just amazing she owns it all right listen we'll be right back
0: like before you go you need to know this from us okay even though the show has been called Silly and trashy and soapy. These are words to never scare us from a TV show. (laughs) Oh,
1: no, that just brings... (laughs) Excuse me, what are we talking about? What are we talking about?
0: And that's exactly what it wants to be. And uh, it is starting tonight. The show is called Filthy Rich. And that is going to be my current uh, silly, trashy content, particularly when uh, Love Island is over. I might just really have to rely on it. But... um, It's yeah. There's not very many critics that seen it. Neil Justin openly laughed at Holly and I when we asked him if he watched it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. He said, "Do you know who I am?" Well, I know, but he loved Gilmore Girls. Yes, he did. But uh, okay, so there's a couple.
0: Yeah, Ryan Schwartz said it's a poor man's Dynasty with a low energy performance from Kim Cattrall. It isn't half as fun or as campy as it should be. And then uh, someone else from the uh, another paper, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, Rob Owen said, It won't be mistaken for great TV, but its pilot episode is a hoot. We'll have to see what future installments. So I guess they just let one, you know, the pilot out to
1: okay. critics. CNN and says filthy rich is the kind of trashy soap that could win loyal converts. Thank you. Yes. So here's the premise. The patriarch of a
0: mega rich Southern family dies in a plane crash. This happens in the opening. Okay. His wife and family are stunned to learn that he fathered three illegitimate children, mm-hmm. all of whom are written into the will. Oh. Threatening to you know obviously and isn't
1: the patriarch like a televangelist yes yes yes
0: so uh, anyway she kim katrell plays the widowed woman who's mm-hmm. finds out about this other woman and the children and um she's giving interviews and i was uh happy uh to see that us weekly did 25 things you don't know about kim katrell
1: oh good and of course she's Samantha from sex in the city in case people want to Remember I her? always
0: felt that Samantha did not get her. Due I acting wise. She was the most fearless of the four gals. She had she the funniest lines.
1: Naked. She had the funniest
0: lines. The other gals always were in bra with a yep. bed or bed and had a bra, on, and mm-hmm. she
1: just was. I don't know. I mean, she. If you go back and watch Sex in the City she and, stands and even out. the movie, she stands out in all of them. She's the funniest. She's the best ti- She's the best comedic timing out of all of them. Yeah, do you agree, says Holly? I love her. Well, she was so, yeah. She was really good in Sex and the City. She was so
0: good that you didn't recognize how good she was. Yeah. Yeah, maybe on that that's show, fair. where it's yeah. just like, and she didn't get a lot of the meteor drama stuff. But in the last seasons, when she was dealing with her cancer diagnosis. She I hated, hated that the, they wrote that in sorry for her. You hated it, I huh? did. <laughs> I'm like the one with the most joie de vivre and the most sexually liberated, she's the one that's got to get cancer. I don't know.
1: I we we were I wasn't big wasn't for it. We're, We were big big big. Big. Okay, well here's what we didn't know Lori about was Kim a Samantha. Cattrall.
0: I'm Samantha, 100%. Mm-hmm. She's slightly dyslexic. She speaks German and she's happily child-free. And of course people
1: she also knew England. her first from Porky's and mannequin, mannequin. <laughs> yeah, with Andrew, with Andrew um, McCarthy mm-hmm. on the motorcycle. Um, but what else does she know? Oh, she she's living in Vancouver, yes,
0: yeah. and she's had a boyfriend for the last four years, and he's fifty, and she's sixty-four. Good for her. And they're very. I love him. He was worth waiting for because she's been married like three times. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like a campy mess of an evening soap opera, and I am here for it.
1: Yeah, and it's based on um, an Australian um, great right. show. So, um, I bet we love it. Yeah, and people are just saying it, it's not as great as Revenge or Empire, but it's still who cares? It's something.
0: Yeah, it's new. Yeah, true. Did you, um, you know, Dynasty on the CW is so good. I go I'm, back I'm to a, that show. All I'm the just going to
1: get done with The Heart of Dixie. I'm almost done. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many episodes you can watch of a forty minute program in a day. A lot. A lot. Well A lot. I'm almost um, done. Neil did recommend the
0: Jessica Alba Gabriel Union (gasps) show that starts tonight also on. What's that? It's called Oh, we'll maybe it. Holly will find it for us. Right. I can't remember, but it's on. I think these two shows might be LA's back. finest. LA's oh, finest. What's yeah. that about? Like uh, they're two detectives. It's kind of. I think that it's a spinoff of the Bad Boys franchise. Oh, okay. So
1: there. He said you're going to see movie star women, you know, kicking butt and I'm I'm cops that. All right. Did anyone try to watch Ratched? 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 Yeah. I. No, I did okay. not. No, neither. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, you tried. It's not for you, it's Yeah, out of all First, the people. Because <laughs> she's on set. Yeah. I get nothing
1: to do with right? Um Okay, so I'm just gonna say the cost you know
0: That's exactly what Neil said. The color and the costuming and the setting is Ryan Murphy always gets that like. It that gets was it great. Like in, great. in Hollywood he the did car, that too.
1: Even this old 1940s, I don't even know what a kind of a car it is, but it made me long for an oversized steering wheel. Right. I don't, because my arms are kind of shorter. Mm -hmm. And I just love the idea of having this huge steering wheel to come out, you know. Right. Mine tilts and does things, but it doesn't come towards me like a cat. Right. And I just longed for, and just her smarky, her eyes and the clothes they wear. Did you just watch one episode? I didn't make it through the whole thing. Yeah, because it was too violent. (laughs) No, it got slow. Oh, really! A lot of emotion in just driving the car, and checking into a hotel.
0: Yeah, the critics basically hated hate it. it.
1: Everywhere I've looked, they hated it. But I wanted but that to try. Doesn't it doesn't mean anything. No, to it us. doesn't. I, I, I would love to live in those times. I love the outfits. I mean, oh. Sarah Paulson I knows would not how to not wear. To live
0: in those times, but
1: she knows how to wear a yes. suit. Well, this knows. is why she's his she's, number one muse. She's got the the hanger body that just all these clothes work on and she just, her looks and her just gutsiness that I didn't make it past, you know, it's sitting at 59% with the critics to give you an example.
0: Cobra Kai has a hundred percent. Julie and the phantoms. What's that have? That's a high one. Um, you know, Lovecraft country is 86% Fargo. So I don't know. I mean, I guess basically what Neil said to Holly and I on Friday is that he spreads himself too thin. Ryan I, Murphy. I think that's I think that's the truth. For shows. The audience does like this show more than the critics. It's at seventy three percent. Okay. If anyone it's, loved it, it's, it's, it's very gory. Yeah. Is what Neil I haven't made
1: it there yet, but I feel the creepiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Lori, you don't like the setting. I mean, it's in, you know, upstate California and like, oh, it's just so love. I swear. Here's one guy. Okay. Gina,
0: <laughs> this is a woman. Gina okay. Radcliffe, the spool. We're talking about Ratchet. More than anything else, it's trying to be a Hitchcockian suspense thriller, but what it succeeds at is being irritating and boring.
1: That's, Ooh, okay. Well, that's how I felt. Yeah. I really, you can feel it. It's like, Low and moody, but the clothes and the car and the colors, the colors he uses. I mean, like, his art direction is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So, for that, yeah, there you go. I made it halfway through the first episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, other people say it's peak Ryan Murphy with so much camp and gore. All right. I bet you guys love it. I don't know. You gotta I know fast know we forward to some yeah. of the movies. I don't even want to try it to really? be honest. I still
1: yeah. believe I did. well, I was so bored. I want to <laughs> see Sharon Stone, so I'll have to skip it oh,
0: into the third episode. Is that when I can see yeah, her? Okay.
1: okay. He got a job. We're <laughs> all here so for supporting her.
2: Whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar.